This is Dr. VID bringing you a perspective on Christ the King. Let's pray. Father, we thank and we bless you for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for the gift of your grace, your mercy, your faithfulness. Thank you for your presence with us. And as we come together, let that presence continue to dwell with us. Bring us together by the power of your hand, by the power of your spirit. Fill us, build us up, grant us your grace and favor. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Last week we talked about Christ, the restorer of our glory. And we talked about God giving Ahab, Ahaz a sign at a time where he was seeing a threat. And he was trying to strategize as to how to get through that. And God said, I myself will give you a sign, even if you don't ask me. Because God has asked him to ask for a sign. That God was with them, that they were going to win, they were going to prevail. And God said, stand firm in your faith, or you won't stand at all. So we took that from the seventh chapter of the prophet Isaiah. And we also saw he said the same thing to Mary. So for Mary, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. That's how the sign will come into fruition. That the virgin shall have a child. It was that Christ came to restore glory. He came to make sure that the broken things can be fixed. He came to ensure that those who are lost are found. And he came to ensure that those who are wayward could get their name into the book of life. And today I want to continue with that message, Christ the Restorer of Glory, Part 2. And we'll start that from the book of Revelation in the fifth chapter from the first verse. And it reads, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept. Much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, 
was prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as though he had been slain, having seven horns, and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us for God, to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the numbers of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as in the sea and all that are in them, I had saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him. Who lives forever and ever. Amen. So this is a beautiful picture of a scene in heaven. As if we read the previous, the previous chapter of Revelation. That was a scene in heaven. Things have happened prior. God has given a message to the seven churches in the Asia Minor. And after the message he said come with me. And I'll show you what will happen next. And he took the prophet, he took the apostle into the spirit, into the throne room of God. And he began to see things, many things. And what we're reading today is one of the things that was shown to him. And in this portrayal, in this scene, God Almighty has a scroll with seals on them. About things yet to happen, to open and to unveil events yet to come. And he was looking for someone to hold and open those seals. To take the scroll from the hand of God. And we are told there was no one worthy in heaven, on earth, under the earth, in the seas, everywhere in the universe. There was no one worthy. 
there was none worthy to take the scroll. And the apostle wept. For there was no one found worthy. To take the scroll. But he was told. Weep not. Do not weep. Why? Because the, the lamb. Has overcome. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has overcome. We learned in the previous message that God gave him to become flesh and live amongst us. That's why God gave us that sign that this is the one. He shall be conceived by a virgin and given birth and of the increase of his government. And of peace, there shall be no end. And so in those end times, as we see this depiction, he was the only one worthy to take the scroll and to lose its seals. And he was the lamb that was slain. And as I said, we are in Lent. Leading up to, to the cross, Jesus, the Lion of Judah, Jesus, the sign that God gave through a virgin, He has overcome, and He's worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal. And I mean, if I look at a contemporary society, currently there's a hearing going on in the U.S. Senate for the judge to be put on the Supreme Court. And as I listened to the proceedings, I came into contact with another senator, Cory Booker, and as he made his statement, he said, you have earned your place in history. And when I read that, this speaks with meaning. Because in, in, in the throne room of heaven, everybody was silent. Because there was no one worthy to take that scroll. But the elders said, weep not. The lion of Judah, he has prevailed. He is worthy to take the scroll. And what happens next is astounding. And when he takes the scroll, the whole of heaven bursts into worship. The whole of heaven bursts into praise. In verse 8, it said, And now when they are taking the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each having a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. That's an interesting thing. So when we pray, our prayers are not in vain. When we stand in prayer, it's being gathered into a bowl like an incense. And this is right before the throne. 
in the presence of God. He said, the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. You were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. So when we go through the Easter story, as Lent is preparing us towards, Christ goes on the cross. And to put that in context, this Revelation chapter 5, and the ninth verse gives us meaning. So that you have redeemed us to God by your blood. So when he hung on that cross. And Jesus said it is finished. It means he has completed for all time what he came to accomplish. And that's to redeem us to God by his blood. And we we, we, we understood from last week that for all who know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent, those are the ones he gives the right to be called children of God. And those are the ones whose names are found in the Lamb's book of life. That's how they get registered. Because Christ, the Lion of Judah, has redeemed us to God by his blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So he's, he's not biased against anybody. He's not showing favoritism. He's not a man who will change his mind, who will be biased. From every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every people, every kingdom. Open opportunity to everybody. He said, come and receive. And to all who believed him, who received him, and believed in his name, to them he gave the right to be called children of God. Because he redeemed us by his blood unto God. And made us a kingdom of priests and kings unto God the Father. And puts our names in the Lamb's book of life. And so when these angels and elders and the 24 elders and the living creatures burst into worship, there is a lot of meaning to them. Because the one that took hold of the scroll has a lot behind him, has a lot in him, has a lot of qualification. He's the Lamb of God, the Lamb that was slain, the Lamb that was given as a sign to the nation. The lamb that was before the foundation of the earth. He died on the cross. And by his blood we have been redeemed. Out of darkness 
into light, out of captivity into freedom, out of destruction into life. And he says that this life is in his son, Jesus Christ, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Then in verse 11, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders and the number of them, that was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice. And that's, that's innumerable. Innumerable, ten thousands times ten thousands upon thousands and thousands. That's innumerable, immeasurable number of voices singing the worship of this lion of the tribe of Judah because he has prevailed and he's the only one worthy to take the scroll. And reveal the seals. And so they sing. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. To receive power. And riches. And wisdom. And strength. And honor. And glory. And blessing. And every creature which is in heaven. And on the earth. Under the earth. And such as are in the sea. And all that are in them I had saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. So that's the beauty of that scene. And that gives us the joy of worship, knowing what is coming next. Because the lamb has overcome. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And we hear the story of what God is about to do. And even the, all the hosts. Of angels, innumerable, incontable. You cannot even measure. Together with the 24 elders, 11 creatures, they burst forth in worship for the joy of what is happening. For the joy of what is happening. And they say, Worthy is the Lamb, the only one who was slain. And he's worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. He is worthy. So that is the lamb that we worship. That is the man that we worship. That is Jesus the Christ. And even in the end, he's the only one that brings glory. He's the only one that's worthy to take the scroll and reveal its contents. And all the host of 
angels, of elders, of the living creatures. They couldn't hold back their joy. They couldn't hold back their worship. They just burst forth. Worthy are you. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. This is the Christ who restores our glory. Who gives us life and strength. Who watches over us. Who gave us life as a ransom. To redeem us unto God by his blood. So we can be called children of the living God. So that we can know God Almighty and Jesus Christ whom he sent. And we can know that we have eternal life in Christ. And at the end of time, when things begin to happen, we know that we have a place in the history of the future. And that's very interesting. And then there are many people wondering, so when, can, when will this be? What is going to happen? There are so many people wondering. People are confused. They see wars. They see so many different things. And they're asking, is this the end? And Jesus Christ answered that question. Jesus answered that question. So if we go to the book of John, And the 24th chapter, from the first verse to the 14th verse, I will read. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heart, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many. And you hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. I like the NIV presentation better. So all these are the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you to the tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness, because of this, lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold. 
but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So the same question that many people are asking was asked over 2,000 years ago. And Jesus Christ says, take heed, be careful. Because many people will come and attempt to deceive you. Many people will come proposing to have the truth, proposing to understand the times, proposing to know what is happening. And they will deceive you with fables and with so many different things. But the Bible says, I see that you are not troubled, for all these must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The, for nation will rise against nation, wars will come, people will invade, things will happen, destruction will come, pestilence, earthquakes, troubles. And God says that all of these are just the beginning of the birth pains. I'm a father of three. And I've seen each of my children born. And there's one thing that I've learned in certain terms. That when the pregnancy gets to a certain point, And the mother starts to feel a certain kind of pain. You know in certain terms that you better get to the hospital. Because the baby is coming. And Jesus says, when you see all these things. Nation rising up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, pestilence, earthquakes, all these troubles. When you see these, know that these are the beginning of birth pains. So you better start preparing to get to the hospital. And he says that many will come and many will deceive you. And I believe this is what my good friend, Dr. Jeremiah, speaks about, about the farming of God's word, the drought, the period of drought. And I believe it's more of the truth of God that's missing. Because in these days, in the lot of times, there are so many people who have things to say. But the truth of God, there is a farming of. And Jesus says, take heed that you're not deceived. But these, when you see these, know that they are the beginning of birth pains. And that means the child is coming out. So you better get to the hospital. You better examine your life. You better understand where you stand. But God said to Ahaz, Stand firm in your faith or you won't stand at all. And I was making people understand that where the faith lies is important. And we have seen in the end who is worthy to take the scroll. The lamb that was slain. The lion of the tribe of Judah. He prevailed. But if there's anything, if you ask me anything at all, when that end of the age will be, I can tell you this in certain terms, on authority of scripture. And this gospel of the kingdom 
will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. God is not a God of partiality. He's not a biased God. And remember when we did the message on choice and trajectory. Because it speaks to this as well. God is not biased. He gives every man on earth the opportunity to hear the gospel and to make a decision. And the choice you make sets your trajectory. And so he says that this book, this gospel of the kingdom, this good news will be preached to all men as a witness. The truth of God will be made available to every person as a witness. And then the end will come. When God has completed the process of redemption, given opportunity to everybody, made his word, the knowledge, the process available to everybody, and everybody has made a choice, then the scripture says, then the end will come. But what we're saying are just the birth pain. And they are not just the birth pains. As I said, when the pregnant mother begins to experience these pains, she knows in definite terms that the baby is coming out. So God says, take heed that you are not deceived. False prophets will come. They'll tell you false things. They'll tell you many things. But if you continue in his truth, you will be saved. You will be delivered. You will be set free. And Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so at the end we see from every tribe, Every nation, every kingdom, God gives opportunity to everybody to make an informed decision. And God says, when that happens, then the end will come. The Lamb of God that was slain, He is the one worthy. And he's the only one that can get you registered in his book of life. And so he gives you the opportunity. God gives you the opportunity. He sends you his truth. He gives you time. He gives you understanding of the times. He shows you the signs. And he says, Make an informed decision. Because he's not a God of bias. That's why he gives opportunity to everyone. Of the whole earth. So he sends this gospel of the kingdom. To the entire earth. As a witness to every person. To give every person the opportunity. To be saved. And this 
and here in the truth of God we stand. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and we give you praise for your truth, for your faithfulness, for your heart, for humanity, for your goodness, and for the opportunity to be saved. Father, we thank you for your presence with us in our homes, in our lives, in our families, in our friends. That you give everyone the opportunity to make an informed decision. Father, let this be true for our homes, for our families, for our neighbors, for our neighborhoods, for our cities, our state, our nation, the rest of the world. The Lord, when we see the signs you've talked about, that we are not troubled. And we also take careful consideration that we are not deceived. So we search your truth. Let your love be upon us. Let your glory shine upon us. Let your truth be made available to us. And let your grace abound towards us. We bless you for your faithfulness. That you give opportunity to everyone from every tribe, every nation, every kingdom, every tongue. Everybody gets the opportunity. And to you we give glory and honor and praise. And we join with the host and say, worthy are you, O God. The lamb that was slain. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Worthy are you. And we thank you that you are with us. And you stand on our behalf. And you work on our behalf. You speak for us. To you be all the glory. As you share and you shine it upon us. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your worthiness. In Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. This is David bringing you a perspective on Christ the King.